Yeah, I'm just thinking more about, more along the lines of, it, you know, you can trim my bullshit down. Sounds good. Quite a bit of that. All right. Here we go. Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I am sitting across from a man called Ben Frost in the back of the Imperial Theater. Ben, how are you doing today? I am doing just fine, thank you. Tell me the highlight of your day so far. Uh, the highlight of my day so far. I tried on many pairs of shoes and none of them fitted. You got a pretty swank pair on right now. Yeah, you know, they're, they're working. I want to play your song Venter first, but it is a song that is 6 minutes and 46 seconds long. So, what I'm going to do, since I'll probably have to play some of it under us talking, is I'm going to ask you, while I bring the song on, for you to walk me through the creative process for your record that was called Aurora. The creative process, it's a, I mean, it, it's, it's very jumbled. Um, I think there's a kind of a, a misunderstanding about the, the nature of this kind of work i'm not booking 10 days in a studio somewhere and kind of walking out with a finished product i mean this represents uh years you know of of kind of uh slowly edging towards something that feels congealed into you know uh, uh, the right shape i mean in terms of the specifics on this song it's a lot of collaboration involved in this piece of music where i worked with a a range of different percussionists, uh, Greg Fox, Shazad Ismaili, and uh, Thor Harris from Swans. We, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we kind of recorded this piece of music over, you know, in sort of fleeting bursts of, I would say, a year, probably. Aurora, the record, came out in 2014. It's now mid-2015. Looking back on it, if you had to boil down the process of creating the record into two or three sentences... What would you say? <laughs> um, exhausting, uh, and in in all in all ways, uh, exhausting. The the end of a process, like finding finding a kind of a finding the bottom, um, and and just that and that process in itself is exhausting. Um, it's a lot of work. For my show, I interview a lot of indie Canadian bands, and they make very accessible sounds. Hearing your stuff is going to be challenging for some of my listeners. I'd love it if you could prepare them for what they're about to hear. If, uh, you know, I if, for me, it's it, I, I don't really see a huge um, void existing between what it is I'm doing and 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 you know the kind of music you're talking about. I think that uh, you know, I think listeners are smart, and 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 the audiences are smarter than a lot of people give them credit for there's an underlying emotional thread in good music and i i would hope that there's there's something kind of buried in there even if it feels different on the outside it's uh there's a shared dna in there with that you can you can trace the lineage of, of what i'm doing there's no there's no uh sort of synthesis out of out of something entirely new you know I'm, I'm as affected by the world as, as as anyone so there's a line there between myself and you know Fleetwood Mac it's it's just music I get where you're coming from some people are going to see that as a very long line between Ben Frost and Fleetwood Mac can you give them another dot on that line to help them connect it well you know we're sitting here on the 
northwest coast. You know, some of my favorite music has come from this part of the world. Uh, you know, slightly, slightly more south, but um, you know, some of the most formative musical moments of, of, of my younger years were were all forged. Um, you know, out of Seattle and and and, um, and and slightly further north and south as well. Uh, I think that that you know my my kind of my lineage musically is 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 drawn from guitar music. You know, it's 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 music that is fundamentally rooted in the experience of you know being a uh, an angry teenager listening to Nirvana. show this is scott wood your host you just heard venter off the record aurora by ben frost i have been sitting here with me you've said that you think that the nba is practically post-human i'd love you to tell me a little bit about that basketball quotes keep coming back to haunt me i think the 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 way in which human beings are 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 being evolved within the sporting arena has it's it's changing our shape it's changing the very kind of it's evolution happening right in front of us and it's it's very clear to me that that um you know professional sport is actually kind of at the forefront of human evolution in many ways you know and in a variety of different ways as well you know you watch these guys who are kind of like weightlifting um you know in the olympics like you know watching these guys who are deadlifting these these people are, are shaped in a different way. They don't look like normal human beings because they're not. They're, it's kind of specialization, you know, in a really Darwinian way that's kind of occurring in front of your eyes. It's not something that's kind of embedding itself into the DNA in a, in a really rapid way, but I think it's, 
it's the beginnings of something and it's kind of it's pushing us as a species into into different into a kind of a, a different way of identifying ourselves and in that way i find the mba kind of i find the mba exciting to to watch what i'd love to get you to do is talk about how you create one of your tracks so i'd love you to pick one track off aurora and sort of take me through how you start creating one of these tracks um jesus uh, Sikant is uh i mean that there was a a kind of a i, th- I think one of the easiest ways to 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 end up somewhere different musically is to is to force yourself into a corner and so the one of the the primary uh sort of rules of the songwriting process for for this record what what ended up becoming this record was to to work outside of uh of of a four four meter which is say you know a a standard uh time signature and so this this piece of music is in uh it's in five not a, a regular beat that you would find in I guess most uh, you know most popular music and and so that kind of forced me into a into a corner and and so began the, the process of, of of writing within that that rhythm and kind of making something that that I had to kind of pull back towards me because um, it felt foreign you know and in all ways you know it's 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 incredible how ingrained into us uh these kind of modes of of musicality are um you know if you if you're born in india you know you you'll have a very different understanding of of harmony and and uh and tonality than what you would say being born in in, in canada um because it's just the music that you're being exposed to as a kid is is you know it's informing you and and, and kind of hardwiring your brain uh, in a way, and 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 pushing against that, as as was the case with with this record and that piece of music in particular, um, yeah, kind of pushed me into uh, a different way of writing. And then working with uh, working with percussionists, working with drummers, uh, you know, bringing bringing those rhythms into a an, into a kind of a a very immediate setting where all of these rhythms are kind of fighting against one t- one another um, just finding that kind of push and pull between objects sonically uh, is, is kind of what that music is about
Ben Frost. You were mentored by Brian Eno. For those who don't know, who is Brian Eno? <laughs> well, uh, you know, he's one of the most, if not the most formative voice in contemporary electronic music that there is, you know. Um, and, and beyond electronic music, I would say, I think uh, he's a, a thinker and a, a kind of a sonic philosopher that has irreversibly affected and changed the course of music history in ways that I think are uh, f will, will never really be fully understood uh, you know by by those um, who are hearing his work and, and and are doing so on a daily basis but are totally unaware of it so in general what's an important quality in a mentor well I would say the most important quality is uh, that that person has your respect um, you know and and in the case of Brian he absolutely does have my respect and 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 admiration Brian Eno also infamous for creating the Windows 95 startup noise if you could redesign any industrial or commercial noise that's popular in contemporary culture what's one you'd want to take a stab at the car of course transportation um, it's uh i mean that's it's a real issue mo moving forward i mean uh you know the the combustion engine is on its way out it's it's dying a rapid death and within 10 years these cities are going to be remarkably quieter um, to the point where I think that there is actually an issue there of, uh, of it, it's potentially dangerous. Um, and I think that, you know, people who are um, vision impaired or, or um, you know, in any way sort of uh, in a position where they're not, f uh, you know, fully aware of their environment for whatever reason, just drunk people i don't know uh the the issue of of uh you know the the sound of a an engine the the, the sound of a, a vehicle is is a very interesting problem sonically to address you know i mean you could also argue that the uh the self-driving computer is gonna basically make the safety aspect of a vehicle obsolete at probably the same speed as you know the demise of the of the uh, gas-powered car, but I think that just it, it is an interesting idea, like this idea of like like the you know what what it, what what kind of sound do we do we want and and what what should it do and you know it needs to be it's a, it's a really fascinating problem because it needs to be audible, but it, you don't want it to be annoying, but it needs to be somehow distinct I don't know it's uh and then you can get into all these like really interesting discussions about like tonality and like how cars would relate to one another you know like uh you know there's a potential there to harmonize things you know like if you've got like a traffic jam you've got 200 cars in front of you if they're all making these uh, sounds you know if they're all kind of emitting some kind of tone you know, it's there's a potential there to do something quite interesting. Um, yeah, it's a fascinating problem. I think that it's time to play another track. I'm going to play Nolan 
but I'm going to play the Regis self-medicating edit. So what I'd love you to do, Ben, is I'd love it if you could talk a bit about the original song, then I'll play the remix. And when we come back, you can talk about the remix. Sure. Um, well, the, the name of this song actually, uh, while we're talking about driving, came about uh, when I saw a, a motorcyclist uh, riding on a highway next to me. Um, and he had the he had the, the name Nolan striped across his his helmet, um, which I later discovered is a well-known motorcycle brand. Um, but I don't know this this piece of music for me was always kind of uh, it always just felt like a like a spine, like a a, f a flexing spine, some kind of. I always went back to this image of the. I don't know if you've ever seen that 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 footage of a of a of a cheetah running at full speed, and then the it transitions from a, a real image into a kind of a, an X-ray of the of the cat. So you're you're watching the the movement, the 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 kind of the sprint, but you're watching the skeleton do its thing and the, the the way that this animal moves is um a, lar a large part of its its ability to move so fast comes from this this uh kind of spring like action that occurs in the spine and and the way it uh propels propels the body forward is is as the result of this kind of this this over flexing of the of the the bones um that's that's very different to the way we're structured, and and, and that that idea of this kind of uh, this kind of uh, accelerating, flexing uh, shape was was sort of paramount in the in the way that this piece of music is uh, is 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 shaped.
Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I'm sitting backstage at the Imperial with Ben Frost. We just heard the song Nolan, but we heard the Regis self-medicating edit. Ben, I'd love you if you could tell me a little bit about the remix. Uh, Regis is uh, somebody I've always admired uh, musically. And, you know, when I was kind of presented with the idea to to do some remixes, I mean, I've, I've, I've in the past done quite a bit of remixing myself, but I've never actually asked anybody to do them for me. Um, so this was kind of a, an opportunity to, you know, play with some of those ideas. And, and I asked and he said yes. And it was a nice moment. It's, uh, I'm, I'm really, really happy to kind of, to make that connection uh, uh, sort of clear um, that there, and, and there is, a, there is a, a connection there in some way Ben Frost, you once cancelled a Montreal show at the last minute because the venue couldn't provide adequate bass speakers I'd love you to tell me about that situation um, It was a terrible situation and I I I'm, I, I really regret the way it kind of all went down. Um, but I mean, ultimately, I, I don't. I don't regret it uh, as being the wrong decision. Um, that, that there is a kind of a language that's 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 utilized to kind of discuss my music in a live setting, and it, it, it you know, the the way I can best uh, get this idea across is is, is kind of using a um, a, a car metaphor, um, which is to say that, you know, I'm interested in in, in high performance, and 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 uh, you know, and 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 in this in this metaphor, I'm interested in, in in speed and in something that is is moving beyond or moving into a realm that is kind of borderline and and dangerous and and kind of um, beyond that of, I guess, the average driver. Um, but in order to do that, you know, when you buy a car, even as a as a regular citizen, you know, on average, you're not going to be driving faster than 120 kilometers an hour. But you would never be satisfied with buying a car whose maximum speed was 120 kilometers an hour, because you're going to be redlining the fuck out of the engine, and you're going to kill it. And it's just, it's, it's, it's working at its absolute maximum capacity, which is to say that it's working too hard. It's not in the green. It's not comfortable. There's, uh, it's, it's sweating. You know, you you want a car that's that's when it is sitting at that speed that you want it to be at, that it's doing it in such a way that is absolutely one hundred percent efficiency and with no um, sort of uh, stress on any of its constituent parts. So for me, uh, yeah, I, I need, I need a Ferrari, you know, I need that kind of power. And it's not because I want it to, to be pushing the upper limits of, of that, uh, of that engine's capacity. It's because I want it to be green when I'm doing what it is I'm, I'm trying to do. You know, I want it to be comfortable. It's it's it should it should always feel big, but um, but it should never feel under strain. You know. 
that like the strain comes from my side, not from that of the, the PA. I think that it's time to play another track. I'm going to play a track off your 2009 album, By the Throat. I'm going to play Peter Venkman Part 1. I'd love you to give the audience one sentence about the song as I bring it up. Uh, this this piece of music was was uh, it was originally written for a uh, a children's choir, which you'll hear um, because they're they're very much in there. But it kind of expanded and became a, a much larger piece of work that was by far the most difficult uh, piece to kind of put to bed in that uh, in that album period. Um, bothered me a lot just getting the relationships right but uh it's there now This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Peter Venkman Part 1. That's by Ben Frost off his record, By the Throat, which came out in 2009. I've got Ben here with me. I'd love you to tell me a little bit more about this track. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if there's more to tell, really. Sorry. Um. That's okay. If you had to compare the tracks off By the Throat with Aurora, what's the biggest difference you'd say there is in the man who is Ben Frost? Um, I I don't know. I th- I I feel like that's. The, you know, ask me in twenty years. The, the I I think that the relationships between all these records is um. 
it's kind of small fish, you know, like like picking out the the differences between them. What what really fascinates me is the how this is all going to play out in a much kind of wider lens, uh, uh, macroscopically. Like what are what is it that I was actually aiming at with all this stuff, and how does it fit into a uh, that time period? You know, the does it sound like something that was made in two thousand and nine? You know, is there a, is you know that's actually what keeps me awake at night did the people who you know does phil collins like did he did he understand that his music sounds like you know like did the in the air tonight sound like it came from the 80s when he was making it you know like do do all those 80s bands know like did they know that they were making 80s records at the time you know like all of these kind of incredibly obvious kind of sonic artifacts of certain periods of musical history are it seems to me rarely if ever um is there an awareness of those things at the time you know the sound of uh you know seattle guitar music circa 1991 you know there's there's a kind of a there is a sound there there's even a vocal delivery sound that came from a lot of those bands like but were they aware of it at the time and what were the reasons for it and and you know it's only with a much wider view of things that I think you can you can start to piece together what the relationship is between different records different artists um yeah even the the studio where these records were made like I wonder sometimes if there is a if there's a sound an inherent sound in the, in these rooms and these microphones that are kind of informing the way that we hear them um time will tell i guess i guess ben i'm gonna have to check back with you in 20 years in a lot of your interviews you talk about how much you enjoy fishing i was hoping that i could get you to talk about the last one that got away (laughs) uh well i'm going fishing tomorrow actually um but uh the last one that got away well that would have been in black mountain in uh just outside of Asheville, North Carolina, I was fishing there with my friend David Danielle, a musician. Um, we were doing some fishing there on the Davidson River, and uh, yeah, I lost lost more than a couple that day. Ben Frost, you keep a detailed journal of images that inspire you. For Aurora, you've talked about neon glowing objects like jellyfish. What are you journaling about these days? That's a good question. Um, right now, there's a uh, there's a few things that I'm kind of focusing on. Um, one of which is uh, yeah, one of which which is a, a kind of a, a predilection towards white and 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 uh, white textures and and things that are kind of. Uh, that exist in a in a in a in a really blown out spectrum of there's not a lot of color actually, which is you know there's all the colors um, if you if you want to look at it that way. Um, if I had my, if I had my computer in front of me, I could kind of I could I could show you and we could talk about it. But I I yeah, it's I'm drawing a blank right now. I think talking about white is a good cue for the final song. I wanted to end things with a single point of blinding light off your record Aurora. Uh, ironically, this is one of the, the, the earlier pieces of music that came to be um, 
during the the process of making this record but it always felt like a an ending it always felt like it it, it was it was the end of something and it, you know as the, as the title suggests it was very much about sort of like driving towards some kind of accumulative point where everything was just kind of being sucked into this singular point um, like like some kind of tiny pinhole sized black hole just kind of pulling the world into itself yeah. alright Ben Frost thank you very much for taking some time out of your day to spend time with me you're very welcome thank you Ben Frost, you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood.